As we continue our reflections today, let me invite you to listen to the Word of God. It comes to us from St. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 4, verses 12 to 17. When Jesus heard that John had been put in prison, he returned to Galilee. Leaving Nazareth, he went to live in Capernaum, which was by the lake in the area of Zebulun and Naphtali, to fulfill what was said through the prophet Isaiah. Land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, the way to the sea along the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people living in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. From that time on, Jesus began to preach, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. The word of the Lord. When our Lord came to earth, he found a world in crisis. Mankind was in all sorts of difficulties. As it was then, so it is now. Mankind's greatest difficulties result from the failure to follow the instructions and directions of God. The scope of mankind's dilemma spawned the range of human experiences, from personal life to family relationships, from social injustice to religious expressions, to political power brokerage. That was the state of the world when Christ came some 2,000 years ago, and so it is today. Last week, we looked at the reality of change as well as the unchanged realities. That, in the midst of the fast-paced changes which we face today, some realities remain the same. We seem to be a world of persons going nowhere fast. In the face of our many new developments, we face moral depravity, social dilemma, and spiritual decline. A few years ago, there was a book titled The Universe Next Door. It was written by James Sack. In that book, the author posited that, one, there were no boundaries, and two, there were no absolutes. Never mind that the writer used these absolute statements. But the author said that boundaries and absolutes were oppressive and intolerant, that we should embrace everything since truth, including the truth about reality, was hidden from all of us. Today's text tells us that Jesus relocated his home and ministry so that he was in the center of a large population of persons. This against the background of another godly preacher, John the Baptist, being put in prison. He had been incarcerated by the Roman authorities because he had the audacity to tell the political ruler that he had sinned against God, that he was guilty of adultery by marrying his present wife. Politics has not changed, has it? Whatever Herod wants, Herod gets. God or no God. The prophet called the greatest of all prophets was eventually killed by the state. Our text says that from that time, Jesus began to preach, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near to you. This was the same message which John the Baptist had preached. Repentance, that persons were going away from God, that they needed to turn around. Repent, that people needed to come back to God 
and live right. This was the new message, the message of the kingdom. This new message, exciting as it was, was more than just social and psychological adjustments and acceptance. It was thoroughgoing and transforming. In Jesus' message, the message about God's kingdom, he was the new man on the scene. Through him, a spiritual paradigm shift was taking place. It was from religious adherence to relationship with God. The coming of the Christ was most appropriate. In effect, the very intervention of God incarnate, that is, God in flesh. One, it was the appropriate time. As the Bible says, it was the fullness of time, Galatians chapter 4. Secondly, it was the appropriate rule. Hear him say, the kingdom of heaven is near you. People's lives would be properly regulated in the manner intended by God. According to the thinking of some persons, we are so uncertain what to do in any given situation. We are uncertain about the fact of life. Who are we? Why are we here? What should we be doing? Christ said, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things shall be added to you. This was his declaration in his preaching and teaching. This was also seen in his demonstration, his performing of miracles, transforming people's lives, bringing unexpected change for the better. This intervention of God at the appropriate time was the appropriate rule, kingdom rule. It called for appropriate response. Hear Christ again as he issued the challenge of a lifetime. Repent, change course. He demanded it. Curiosity was not enough. Change was necessary. According to Jesus, his coming showed not only the intervention of God, it also showed the interest of God. God cares. He has an interest in rectifying human affairs, spiritually, socially, eternally. Jesus declared, I am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. Secondly, this showed the initiative of God. God provided the resource to regularize and normalize human condition. His power to make, manage, and maintain those matters pertinent to our welfare. This we have been unable to do ourselves. His principles to guide all our fears so that the benefits are maximized and in a structured way. And thirdly, his provision so that we would not be wanting in any area of our lives all that we need he provides. Finally, according to Christ, in his message, this initiative of God was to reconcile people to himself. And we cannot do that ourselves. The Apostle Paul says that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. That is, having people on the same page with him. This is our great hope and it is in Christ alone. So, curing diseases, 
casting out demons, calling people back from the dead. Things thought impossible were done by him. The fulfillment of the prophecy of Isaiah, the people that sat in darkness have seen a great light. Upon those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. What tremendous change. What great possibilities. Hallelujah for Jesus.